this is Molly Patrick, and you're listening to the Clean Food Dirty Girl podcast. We are all about helping people eat more plants and celebrating imperfection as we navigate life's messiness. Hello, my friends. I hope that you are having a beautiful day, and whatever you're doing, wherever you are in the world, I hope that you're fueling with plants so that your beautiful body can get all the yummy benefits of all those plant-based nutrients. So I am recording this podcast from Paris. Ooh la la. Very exciting. So if the if it sounds different, that's why. You might hear some traffic or some honking or some um, sirens going by, um, which you, you usually don't hear in the podcast because I'm usually recording from my house um, on Maui. But I'm in Paris for a couple of months. Um, if you didn't, I talked about this in... Um, one of my Saturday love letters a few weeks back. And if you're not signed up for my Saturday love letters, I highly recommend it. I share lots of stuff in those, um, in those emails. I send out an email every single Saturday and I've been doing that since 2014. And there are people who still get those emails, um, who have been getting them for that long, which is mind blowing to me. I will put the link to sign up for them. They're totally free. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes of this episode if you don't currently get them. It's a fun thing to do and fun thing to read on the weekend. So I'm recording this from Perry, and it's been amazing. I can't believe like the amount of um, plant-based food here is incredible. And groceries are so affordable. And there's so many yummy vegan restaurants Um Wow, I'm having the best time. So today what I want to talk about is, um, not, um, yeah, I want to talk about Paris, that's for sure. But, I, but <laughs> and I'll definitely be talking about that more in the coming episodes. But what, what I wanted to get into today was um, how to navigate a whole food plant-based diet when you are avoiding gluten. Because I realized, um, so I've been gluten-free since 2020, and I realized that I haven't done a podcast on this yet. And so I thought it would be helpful just to kind of explain kind of like why I did it and also just some tips and some insights that I've gained um, throughout this process. So I'll say, to begin with, I I had no interest in going gluten-free. In fact, I was the worst. I used to... I used to like make fun of people who ate gluten-free like a long time ago. (laughs) I really did. I was like, oh, whatever. They're just doing it because it's trendy to do it or whatever. And I really, you know, I'm eating my shoe right now because, you know, for a lot of people, it makes a very big difference to cut out the gluten. And there are a lot of reasons um, why people might stop eating gluten. So... It could be a mild sensitivity. It could be a stronger sensitivity. It could be something like celiac disease, which is super, super serious, right? It can lead to hospitalization and all kinds of things. Um, It could be that people just don't want to eat gluten, and that's totally valid too. So whatever the reasons are, um, they're all valid, and I take it all back, and I I suck. (laughs) Um. And when I, so the reason why I don't eat gluten and I haven't for the past few years 
is because I have a condition called perioral dermatitis. And that is, it's a form of dermatitis that shows up on the face. Nobody really knows why it happens. There's not a lot of research on it. It typically happens to women who are in their like late 30s, early 40s. And for me, it started appearing in 2019 after I was hospitalized in Malaysia, actually. And it it coincided with that. I don't know if there's if 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 there was a correlation between my hospitalization, whatever was wrong with me, I actually don't know what was wrong with me. The doctors were never able to figure that out. Maybe it was one of the medications. I don't know what triggered it. Maybe it was stress. Um, but whatever the case, it did happen. And I, it started on my like nose and then around my mouth. And then it kind of spread. And it, it looked like acne. It looked like, you know, um, very painful, red, itchy, like acne all over my face. And it got to the point where it did go all over my face. And it was, it was brutal because it, it, it didn't look great. Um, and especially, you know, I'm the face of a whole food plant-based company. And so that wasn't fun, but it also really hurt and it itched and it burned and it just, it felt dry and it just was like ever present. It was just there all the time. And like when I slept, I knew it was there like all the time. It was just there, there, there. And so it was there for about a year. Like I was dealing with that for a year and I tried many different things. Like I did like research and tried various things. And at the time I was thinking, you know, I already eat a whole food plant-based diet. Like I can't eat much healthier. Like what is going on? And so I tried different things. I tried different face creams. I, you know, I tried doing like, I don't think I ever did a juice fast, but I really had thought about it, but I don't think that I ever did. Um, but anyways, I, I battled, I not battled it, but I, I don't know. It was there for a year and it was a tough year. And so what happened was I decided towards the end of that year, I decided, Hey, I'm going to take a month off from work. And some of you who, and I put this in, in my Saturday love letter. Um, and so maybe some of you remember that I was like, Hey, I'm going to take a month off and I got to deal with my skin. I got to figure this out. And I sent a couple pictures in that email and I got a response back from one of our readers and somebody from our community. And she said, Hey, that looks very similar to something that I had. It, it's called perioral dermatitis. And here's a um, link to, to find out more. And I mean, I actually had lots and lots of responses from that email. I think I had, like, I think I had hundreds of responses and everybody sort of had, um, and I ideas about what it was and um, their own stories about their their face things and so anyways this one kind of stood out and I cl I went to the link and the link was to a um, a company that makes skincare and the woman who founded this company used to be an ER doctor and 
um, she quit medicine to go into soap making. And she herself had experienced perioral dermatitis and she couldn't find any products that helped her. And so um, she started making her own and her products helped. And she did, you know, research on this. And so anyways, I have a blog post where I actually talked to the founder of that company. The company is um, Osmia, O-S-M-I-A. And they have great, great skincare products. And I'll link to my talk with her in the show notes of this podcast. But anyways, I sort of, I was like, okay, this, this sounds like what I have. She gave a name to it, perioral dermatitis. I had been to many dermatologists and doctors and naturopaths over the, that year and really hadn't found any answers. And so with this article, I was like, oh, okay, this gave me a little bit of hope. And so I kind of followed everything that sh- that she had laid out, and I ordered their um, soap and their moisturizer, um, and then I eliminated SLS or any products with SLS, sodium lauryl sulfites. Um, I stopped using fluoride toothpaste. So there's all, and I'll, I'll link to the blog post I did about this as well. But there's this whole list of things like people with perioral dermatitis should like follow follow this. Um, these sort of steps. But there was one thing on there. There was one recommendation that she had that I really did not want to fucking follow. And that was to give up gluten. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try all of this stuff and I'm just going to see how it goes without like, I'm going to try all this stuff except for eliminating gluten and see how this goes. (laughs) Because I think that I don't have to eliminate gluten. Right. And so that's what I did. I followed all of her recommendations. I changed my, my skincare, changed my toothpaste, changed, swapped out some of the things that I was using that had SLS in it. Um, I stopped eating cinnamon weirdly. That's one of the triggers. Um, and my face cleared up about, I would say 75%. So it was much better than it was. And that I, you know, I was really happy with that. I, it was like a couple of weeks and I was like, oh, I got some relief. My face wasn't so itchy and it was, you know, starting to, to, to look like this was actually getting better, but it wasn't all the way better. And so at that point I was like, all right, screw it. I'm going to just try to eliminate gluten or no, I'm not going to try. I am going to eliminate gluten and I'm going to try that for a couple weeks and just see what happens out of curiosity. And I really did not want it to work. Like I wanted, and I did want it to work, right? I wanted my face to totally clear up. And I also did not want my face to clear up because that would mean that I had to give up sourdough. <laughs> right? And, and this was 2020, this was during the, the pandemic and like sourdough was like, there was a lot of sourdough happening in 2020. And so I, eliminated gluten. And I don't know, within maybe a week, a little bit more, my skin was a hundred percent and any remaining perioral dermatitis was just gone. And my face was totally clear as it always had been. And I had no signs of it whatsoever. And I was so happy. I was like, yes, I was so happy because it, 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 that was really consuming for that whole year. It really was. And um, I was really happy to have my skin back and to not be in, in pain and annoyance all the time. 
And at the same time, I was like, no, because that means that I can't eat gluten or I I can eat gluten. But if I do, you know, my skin is going to have this irritation. And so at first I had like 24 hours of throwing a fit and felt very, very sorry for myself. And I just threw a little tantrum and I was like, no, I don't want to do this. And uh, poor me, I want sourdough. I want tortillas. I want, you know, bread and whatever. And so like I threw my little tantrum and then I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to start because I like the way my my skin looks and, and that ultimately outweighed, um, you know, my stress about not eating gluten, like my skin healing was for me was a bigger win than, you know, the, the morning of gluten that I was going to (laughs) do. And so I've I've been gluten-free ever since. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I think that this is probably true for a lot of things. When I initially thought about going gluten-free, I made it this big deal in my mind. I made it this huge like thing. It really did become like this thing in my mind that was very, very dramatic and very big and very annoying. And my life wasn't going to be the same. And when I just like stopped and just actually started doing it, all of a sudden I saw that, oh, this is actually not that hard at all. And it's actually not that big of a deal. And so that was my first kind of aha moment or not even aha, but just reminder that we tend, we tend to make things that are like brand new to us, very exaggerated and very difficult. And we make them these big dramas in our minds. Like we make it this very big deal. And when we just like stop and just do the thing, it's usually really not as bad as we make it out to be. And then it's it's so much easier than our mind makes it. So that was a really good reminder. And then I could think like, okay, what other areas in my life am I making something this very big deal that perhaps isn't? Um, so that was kind of fun <laughs> to get that lesson. And so I started doing the, the no gluten thing and I was like, oh, this actually isn't that bad. And my skin kept, you know, looking good. And so I just kept at it. So it's, it's what, 20, it's... Yeah, that's been like three years now. And I have to say, I don't I don't miss the gluten. I don't even really ever think that I think about not I don't ever really think that I'm gluten free. Let's just put it that way. It's just sort of how I eat. And I and I rarely kind of put much thought into it to it, the fact that I am gluten free. There's there's some things that I have to get a little creative with. Um, with my food, especially when I'm traveling, but for the most part, like it's really, it's really not that big of a deal. So I was eating, like I said, I was eating a whole food plant-based diet before I did this. And, and so one of the things that I was reminded of right away is that when you eat a whole food plant-based diet, you naturally don't eat a lot of gluten. Like this way of eating isn't packed with gluten, right? So, so let's kind of, let's have a, a little reminder of what a whole food plant-based diet consists of and how gluten isn't that big of a part of it. So a whole food plant-based diet is made up of veggies, fruits, beans and legumes, nuts and seeds, whole grains, and minimally processed plant-based foods, right? 
Um, so this would be things like soy milk and tempeh and tofu and um, you know flour and stuff like that. So the majority of what you eat when you're eating this way naturally like doesn't have gluten in it naturally. So the things that I had in my kitchen, in my pantry, in my fridge that had to go, right, when I decided I'm not going to eat gluten anymore are the, are the following items. So if you are whole food plant-based and you're just, you know, you're toying around with the idea or you're going to try to go gluten-free for whatever reason, here's the things that you're going to have to get rid of. And here's the things that were in my kitchen that I had to get rid of. So sprouted grain bread. Um, there is Ezekiel is the brand of sprouted grain bread that I usually buy. And they do have a gluten-free uh, bread. It's not as good, but they do have one. So I had to get rid of my sprouted grain bread, my sprouted tortillas. Um, luckily, sprouted corn tortillas are totally gluten-free. Uh, whole wheat flour, rye berries, bulgur, couscous, spelt flour, farro, and barley. So those were all the gluten-containing whole food ingredients that I had. I also probably had like some crackers and maybe some like vegan cookies that had gluten in them that I also got rid of. Um, okay. So, so that's the thing I just had to make, I just had to make sure that my kitchen was gluten-free and that's how I did that. Um, one thing that I noticed as I was going through this process is once I started eating gluten-free, I was eating a whole lot more whole plant foods. And all of a sudden, I like I had eliminated all of the like vegan donuts and all of the vegan cupcakes and crackers and cookies. And I wasn't eating a lot of that stuff, anyways. But I would eat eat that occasionally, especially if I was like out getting you know running errands at the grocery store. I would grab like a vegan muffin um, if I was hungry, or if I was at like you know, a party and there was a piece of vegan cake or whatever, I would eat it. But all of a sudden, when you don't eat gluten, all of these things are kind of like, I just don't eat them. And the gluten-free, like gluten-free vegan, you know, like processed food or kind of junk food, first of all, you can't really find it that often. And if you do find it, it's usually not all that good. Um, and it's just, and I, I mean, maybe it's different. I mean, here, here in Paris, I definitely see a lot more like gluten-free vegan things, but where I live in Hawaii, like gluten-free vegan stuff doesn't really, it's not, it's not really a thing. So depending on where you live, if you're now whole food plant-based and you eliminate gluten, you're going to be eliminating a lot of like processed kind of snacky food just by doing that. So I, you know, maybe I was eating 95% whole food plant-based before, and, and then I was eating 99% whole food plant-based um, after I went gluten-free just because I didn't have that, the option of eating the vegan croissant, the vegan cookie, the vegan muffin, the vegan cake, the vegan, um, or, or just like um, tortillas, like grabbing a burrito, right? Or grabbing a veggie sandwich out. Like that's the other thing. I stopped eating out really, not completely, but eating out is much harder 
when you don't eat gluten. When you eat a whole food plant-based diet or a vegan diet, you can pretty much go anywhere to any restaurant and get something. But if you also eliminate gluten, it's, it's much more tricky. And so, like I said, grabbing a burrito is out of the question. Going out for vegan pizza doesn't work anymore. Um, getting like garlic, delicious garlic naan, if you're going for Indian food, doesn't work anymore. Grabbing, um, you know, like a veggie sandwich somewhere or like going to an Italian place, a place where you usually got, you know, veggies and red sauce and pasta doesn't really work. And so I really, really stopped going out to eat. Um, there were a few places back home in Hawaii that would still work and I could choose maybe there's like one thing on the menu, but when there's like one thing on the menu to choose from, it's not all that exciting. And, you know, when I could make yummier tasting things at home, that's, you know, going out just kind of loses, loses its appeal. And, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot cheaper too, to eat at home and it's a lot healthier. So that was sort of a, a nice Um, benefit as well. So I want to talk about our recipes and our meal plans. Just to give you an idea, if you're a Plant Fueled Life member and you are wanting to go gluten-free, then this will be helpful for you. And if you're not a Plant Fueled Life member, that's okay too, because this will give you an idea about some substitutions for different things. So even if you aren't, then this is still, this will still benefit, benefit you. Okay, so I'm going to just talk now about a few different meals and how I make them gluten-free. Now, in plant-fueled life, the majority of our recipes and the majority of our meal plans are naturally gluten-free just because they are whole food plant-based. And so, and like I said earlier, the majority of whole food plant-based eating is naturally gluten-free. However, we do use things like tortillas and bread and um, stuff like that, pasta, different pastas. But it's totally, it's, it's really easy to do gluten-free swaps or gluten-free options. Um, if there are recipes that you want to make that do have um, a gluten item in them. So I'm just going to go over a few meals and what I did um, to make them gluten-free. So there's the buffalo tempeh veggie wrap, which it, that was in the meal plan chill out. And that was so, so good. And instead of using a tortilla to wrap everything in, I blanched some collard leaves and I used those to kind of um, package all the fillings. Um, blanching collard leaves is a great way to, you can make, do sandwiches or wraps or burritos. Um, I'll link to a video where I show you how to blanch collard leaves if you're interested in doing that. Um, Okay, so there was another one called, um, it's an Italian bread salad, basically. And instead of using bread, I used um, cooked brown rice. And um, that was it. So I used rice instead of bread. Easy swap. Um, There was a one-pot cheesy mushroom lasagna soup. And for that, I use gluten-free brown rice um, pasta. So there are lots of different gluten-free pastas out there. Brown rice is good. Chickpea pasta is pretty good. Um, There's like lentil pasta now. There's all kinds of them. But I, I like the brown rice pasta. That works pretty well. 
Um, so here's a Baldwin Park double cheeseburger and beast fries from the California Dreamin' meal plan. Um, again, I use a big blanch collard leaf instead of a bur- um, bun. And I just put all of my burger, my burger patty and all of my like toppings in that collard leaf. And I wrapped it up and I ate it really good. Um, let's see. Here is a lemon pepper... Um, tempeh lettuce and tomato sandwich and I put all of the fillings in a romaine leaf in a big romaine leaf and I ate it that way super good totally worked um so you can see oh here's a tomato basil farro skillet so instead of farro I used quinoa that's a super easy easy uh swap um let's see savory butternut squash and mushroom lasagna. I use gluten-free lasagna and I get one that doesn't need to be cooked beforehand. And honestly, the gluten-free lasagna pasta, I I can't tell the difference that it's gluten-free. It's really good and really, really, it works very well. And so those are, yeah, so those are just a few things to get your your mind's turning and and as far as substitutions go. Um, So here, I'm going to give you like a quick list of the most common um, gluten-free whole grains. So rice is gluten-free, quinoa, millet, sorghum, buckwheat, um, gluten-free oats, amaranth, and teff are all gluten-free grains. So there's plenty to choose from to sub, sub stuff with. Yeah. So that, that should give you an idea. Um, and it's totally doable. Eating a whole food, plant-based, gluten-free diet is definitely doable um, just with a few substitutions here and there. Um, it's a little, like I said, I mean, it's a little bit trickier when I travel, but even then I find a way and and make it work. And it's not, even after three years, like it's not as big of a deal as I was making it to be in my mind. It really, really isn't. Um, and I was very adverse to it. Like I did not want to do it at all at all, at all. (laughs) So take it from me. If I can do it, you can do it too. If there's a need for you to do it, or if there's a want for you to do it, you can always try it for a few weeks and see how you feel. Um, and then go back to eating gluten if you want. I think for a lot of people when they're eating sort of a standard American diet and they eliminate the, the, the gluten from their diet, they're good. They're going to feel better. But a big reason is because if you're eating kind of a standard American diet and you eliminate gluten, you're eliminating a lot of junky stuff. And so of course you're going to feel better, right? But when you're eating a whole food plant-based diet and already avoiding, you know, most of the processed foods, then it, you might not feel it as much or you might, I mean, it depends on your body. It depends on how your body um, reacts to gluten. I know that there's some people who, and this can show up in various forms, not just skin stuff. Um, gluten can create, uh, like, uh, digestion issues. Um, it can, you know, make people tired. It can make people bloated. It can do, you know, it can come in, in various forms. Um, if like the sen- if you have a sensitivity to it, it doesn't always show up in your skin. It can show up in different ways. And so if you're having some, some health things, or if you're feeling extra tired, or if you're, you know, if you're having some skin things or some tubby tummy things, then of course, you know, check with your doctor and make sure that there's nothing, nothing serious happening. But if you, you know, want to try to eliminate gluten, I think that that's a good option. Um, it, it definitely helped me 
And as resistant as I was to it, I'm very glad that I gave it a try. And my skin has been really good ever since. So, okay, that's what I have for you today. I hope that you have a beautiful day. And hey, if you can um, like this podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast or give it like some stars or leave a review, that would be so helpful for me. And I really, really appreciate it. Okay. Have a fabulous day and I'll talk to you next time. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, you are going to love Plant Fueled Life, our monthly membership where we help you eat more plants and celebrate that beautiful human imperfection that we all have. You can try it out for free for 10 days by going to the show notes of this episode and clicking on free trial. You can also go to our website, cleanfooddirtygirl.com and clicking on the banner at the top of the website, Uh, click on start free trial and that'll get you there too. Also, if you enjoyed this episode or if you enjoyed, or if you enjoy this podcast, will you do me a solid and rate and review it so that other people can find it as well? Okay. Thanks so much.